Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2. This is Chapter 26. Uh, we were doing verse 20 last time and now this time we are going to do 21. Just a recap of the last time. Uh, we had learned that the body of an individual doesn't belong to anybody. Neither to the parents, those who have given birth, nor to the person that individual comes in contact with like relatives, friends, employers, employees or spouse, children, grandchildren, whoever they might be. These are only like people who join them on a journey. Suppose you are going somewhere and these are passengers who are joining in a journey. They are there with you a certain amount of time and after that they leave and go. So, we should never say that they are permanently with us. The one which is with us is called the divine. It has never let us down. So, this is where we had ended with a small note that what is the material body which this man is running after? Alright. So, King Pururava was running after Urvashi and what was he running after? So, we are going to see that in the next verse. We are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 26, Verse 21. What difference is there between ordinary worms and persons who try to enjoy this material body composed of skin, flesh, blood, muscle, fat, marrow, bone, stool, urine and pus. And in the morning when we start with this kind of a verse, I am sure it gives us a, a shock, you know, shock therapy. And here Krishna is talking about what is this person actually running after. We care for our body so much and we bother about the bodies of other people so much. We say that, oh, I am in love with this or I am in love with that. Last time I was telling you, well, if the person is alive and there with you, you are, you know, maybe a husband or a wife, whoever, and then you are very happy with that person. But the moment the body dies, nobody cares. The person who was living and staying and sleeping with this other individual refuses to even touch this dead body, which is what happens. So, I will tell you one small story. Now, this is a story told by, um, it is there in the Jataka, so let us continue with whatever Buddha has to say on this. So, once upon a time, Buddha was sitting in his hall. Those who have been to Bodh Gaya can understand. <coughs> now, he used to sit on a high place and then below him were everybody else. So, one day one person comes to him and says, I would, uh, I would like to you know, join you. So, when he says to Buddha that I would like to join you, now his intention is to come and go like a regular person. So, you attend the satsanga and then you go back home. So, Buddha asks him, so who is there at home? So, he says, I have a wife, I have a mother, I have children. So, Buddha says, so how is your relationship with them? This is very fine. They love me so much. Nobody can understand the kind of love family has. You know, the idea that a family has a lot of love for an individual. That means from mother, father to, you know, son, daughter, wife, you name it, everybody. They are supposed to be very much in love. Last time I told you story of Valmiki. So, this time it's a new story about this individual who insists that his wife and his children love him a lot. So, let us see what happens. So, Buddha tells him that, uh, okay, this time we will do one thing. You go back home and I am going to give you a small pill. You take it and you, 
lie down in bed and then let us see what everybody has to say. So, he does that, he goes home, takes that pill, swallows it and his body literally becomes like wood, he is dead. So, suddenly Buddha comes in as a monk over there. Now, these people might not be knowing Buddha, so when Buddha comes over there. Now, everybody is crying. From his mother to his wife to his children, the whole family is crying. So, Buddha comes inside and says that, uh, see, you all are very sad that this person is dead. So, the wife says, you know, I loved my husband so much. And, you know, he is a father of the children and the mother also says, you know, my only son, now what am I going to do, blah, 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 all that. So, Buddha looks at them and says, you know, I can revive him. I have got the power to give him his life back. But, Yamdev wants one body, one person. So, who is going to substitute for him? So, he looks at the mother first and he says, would you like to substitute for him? So, the mother says, uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I cannot do that. You see, I have this entire life ahead in front of me. And uh, no, I cannot. Then he looks at the wife. He, he says, you love him so much, isn't it? Just now though you were telling that you love him so much. So, why not give your life? So, immediately says, she says that, you know, how can I give my life? You see, I have my children in front of me, isn't it? And there is this house, who is going to take care of the house and the cattle and this and that. And so, she says, no, then the children. So, when Buddha comes to the children, everybody pounces on him and says, they are just so small. How do you expect them to die? They let them lead their life. And the children also say no. After that moment, Buddha revives this person and says, you heard it with your own ears, isn't it? Nobody is willing to give you their life for you. So, when somebody says that they love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, they are not willing to do that. I am sure, you know, you heard about this great artist. She had uh, a kidney transplant recently. If you have, if you don't know about it, you can find she is among the top top five artists in the world. She is a singer, a very great singer. Now this individual needed a kidney, and there was nobody to give it to her. Some person from outside they had to arrange for the kidney. So some person from outside gave. People are not willing to do anything for another person. Especially when it's a matter of life. Now, you may say that body is so important. You know, there is a dead body and the body is very important. This is also what we say. Hmm? We care for the body so much and individual's body so much that we always say that I love you. We look at the person, the face of that person and we catch hold of the face of the person and to kiss and do this and do that and say, I love you and so on and so forth. But let us see one more story which comes along the way. It so happened that there was this person who insisted that, you know, my wife loves my body a lot. She's always said that. So, again, a continuation of the first story itself, another aspect of it. So, this story is to understand whether somebody loves a body or no. So, your wife loves the body so, so much. So, again, a similar circumstances where the person is given a pill so that his body becomes literally like a wood. And he lies on bed. Now, this is in a small hut. You know, in ancient times, the main door was very small. The main door was very small. So now, when this person lies in bed, literally like a dead man, 
At that time, he is advised by Buddha to keep all his hands this way and his legs spread apart. So when he dies, he dies with his hands this way and the legs spread apart. So at that moment, they are supposed to take the body out. They cannot take the body out without, you know, removing the door. The door has to be removed. So the wife looks at that person who is taking the body out. He says, why do you want to disturb the door? You know, it costs so much to put a new door. This man is already dead. Why, why can we not break his hands and legs and then take the body out? Yeah, I made the story a little flat. But please understand one thing. The body which you crave for so much is actually full of skin, flesh, blood, muscle, fat, marrow, bone, stool, urine and pus. And is this the kind of body that you actually love? And when you physically take that body, are you not collaborating with all these other stuff that I mentioned just now? You see, even if there is a drop of blood lying somewhere, do you think you will touch it? No. And the worst part of it all is we are so much interested in parts which are giving off all this dirt. And that is where we have to understand what is it that man craves for? Is this what is important? So, are we not exactly like worms? You know the dead, the worms which eat up the dead body. I'm sure you must have seen or heard. So, we are doing verse 22 now. Yet, even one who theoretically understands the actual nature of the body should never associate with women or with men attached to women. After all, the contact of the senses with their objects inevitably agitates the mind. So, theoretically, Krishna is saying, let us try to understand this theoretically. What is the nature of this particular person, this body? This body is all those parts that I mentioned earlier, the blood, stool, urine, this, that. And when a man associates with a woman or a woman associates with a man, what exactly is she up to and what exactly is he up to? So, we are basically looking at the contact of the senses. The one most important thing which is not mentioned over here is it is not the senses only. It is the organs of action. The organs of action are involved with the senses. The organs of action are five in number. Pair of hands, that is two hands, two legs, the tongue, the anus and the genitalia. And man is involved with these organs as well. So, when you are in contact with these organs or the senses, naturally they are going to agitate you. Agitation happens in different ways. Do you think agitation doesn't happen with hands? Somebody slaps you. Are you not agitated? Somebody kicks you. You have loose motions. Verbal diarrhea. You know, verbal diarrhea is so very common in our world. We never stop talking. If we have to trash somebody, there is no full stop button for that. Suppose we have to call somebody by some name, there is no full stop button over there. We just keep on talking, 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 and just saying whatever that comes to our, should I say mind? It is mindless state. It is the stupidest state on earth where a person speaks whatever that they have to. Because anger actually leads us to these kind of things. Why does anger come? Unfulfilled desires. 
suppose you have a desire now you want to go out somewhere and the husband says no i have to sit in front of the television and watch a match naturally the wife is going to get angry the children are going to get angry isn't it or the wife says i have a beauty parlor appointment you know the beauty parlor appointment and husbands are literally enemies though the wife may be doing it because she wants to look good for the husband but unfortunate part is it doesn't work like that the moment the idea of going to the parlor comes we should look at the face of the person it's already going to show you some you know weird stuff over there try telling that person i am doing this for you and the person will look at you and say i don't care um this is a truth you have to understand when a woman says i am looking good for you ask that man he is least bothered about it why because he doesn't care if the wife has gone and done the nails or the pedicure or manicure or whatever by the way that man has not even looked at the nails he doesn't even look at the legs he is not interested he has never cared whether you have cut your hair short or you have cut your hair long or whether you have gone and dyed it or not dyed it he doesn't give a he doesn't give a damn because it is beyond his vision you know the vision that you say it is beyond the vision of the man he doesn't have any clue what you are doing so when you say that i had gone to do this or i had gone to do that you are talking to a dead wall you know absolutely so understand you are doing it for yourself and not for somebody else so when the woman does it for herself she should never say i am doing it for you don't say those words it's not worth it the woman is not doing it for her him in the same way the man is not doing anything for the woman you see if people are going out for a party and the woman looks at the tie of that man or the coat or whatever that is and says this doesn't go well with it can you change this i'm sure you have seen this in some movies you know where they remove the tie and they put another one you think he cares for the tie he would rather go naked okay he would wear short pants and would rather go to that big party or whatever in that as in that way and he would be the happiest to go in a t-shirt also even if it is a stinky t-shirt he is willing to go do that but well the norms are such if you see all the great people in this world they don't care about their appearance they don't care about what they wear what they eat what they do they are not bothered why if you want examples i will tell you mahatma gandhi supposed to be the father of our nation no when he went to england he was only wearing a loin cloth and he was sitting with the prime minister and everybody over there all the cabinet members when they decided on the fate of india did he care that they are bothered that he should be wearing a coat and a tie and a this and a that no he was not bothered about it he went the way he wanted great people do not bother about their appearance please understand this look at jesus christ you see the cloak that he was wearing or the footwear that he was wearing he was bothered what kind of a cloth that he was wearing no if you take a, a modern person also like a mother teresa she was wearing just a white border sari you know white with red border sari i think that's it beyond that nothing we are so much bothered about appearances the appearances have no value in the spiritual world so and a man is so much bothered about his physical appearances 
that doesn't mean that you stink and go somewhere okay see please wear some deodorant wear something nice <laughs> because you are still in the material world okay this i am talking about people who have gone beyond now let us try to understand if you are interested in doing that then what do you do you have to first give up all those things right so theoretically you need to understand krishna says that anybody who is running after a woman or a man is running after a woman or a woman is running after a man they should understand that this is a very flimsy subject that we are talking about and it is only of the contact with the senses because the mind is not disturbed by that which is neither seen nor heard the mind of a person who restricts the material senses will automatically be checked in its material activities and become pacified did you understand this verse i will give you a simple example you have to become a sex doll a male or a female whichever one you want is the sex doll interested in knowing whether the person is dirty or clean or anything like that is that sex doll bothered about things no are you interested in that you know what krishna is saying over here human beings can never become like that so they have to get rid of all these things what is the first way of getting rid of things many years ago a person came to me and said you know there is this there is there are these two three people in my life who are creating havoc in my world how do i get out of these people so i said simply first you have so much of presence on facebook and all those places can you go and remove those people out so one is you will not see their updates and when you go and you what do you say bar them or something block them when you go and block them what happens you will not get their update they will not get your updates remove them out of your phone book remove them out of everything that is there which can remind you of that person this is exactly what this verse is talking about because the mind is not disturbed by that which is neither seen nor heard if you don't see and if you don't hear that individual then you are going to do the first step in removing that person from your life correct second the mind of the person who restricts the material senses how do you tell your mind not to think about that when you allow your mind to wander all the time thinking about the same object again and again and again and again do you know you are going to be the most upset person on earth you are going to disturb your mind so much that you may give up your food you may not take care of yourself your surroundings will not be clean i mean so many problems come up you will never talk to even the normal people around you properly you want to shun the whole world why because one person is behaving in a particular manner so what do you do in such circumstances keep your mind occupied in something which is important to you so suppose the career is important i am telling you about what i told this other person many years ago if your career is important focus on the career if you are going to spend 10 hours thinking about some people your mind is occupied in that but if you put that mind towards this other object which is called your career you will get progress over there right but if you think of the other person no progress 
many a times people literally lose their mind because they are just latching on to something which is not correct. We always have grudge against other people. You know that. Everybody has a grudge against somebody or the other. And mind is the biggest problem in our world. The mind can latch on to the grudge and make it appear bigger and bigger. You know, they say a mountain out of a molehill. What is the mountain out of a molehill? Everything that you think is small suddenly becomes so huge that you cannot imagine. So, if this object is creating so much of a problem in your mind, why do you need it in the first place? Secondly, do not even bother thinking about it. But to say that I cannot think about this object is difficult because you keep on thinking. So, occupy your mind in some constructive activity. Maybe read books, go for movies, meet some friends, you know, keep yourself occupied in some activity like gym or some, some such kind of a place. Well, if you are having a problem with your boyfriend or a girlfriend, please don't go to the gym and look out for another person. That is called in rebound. In English words, they call it in rebound. In rebound is terribly bad. It's horrible. Don't don't get into that. You know, rebound means what? You accept the first person that comes along. Somebody who works on your emotions. And that person is not true. So, don't get involved. You see, if you have just come... Now, those who have uh, loose motions, you see, if you come from the toilet and two minutes later again you have to go, what happens? And there are some people who are laughing over here. Please understand, you know, every five minutes if you keep on going, you know, what's going to happen? You're going to get a sore ass. You know, I, I'm sorry I have to say these kind of words. Krishna also says over here about pus and blood and all that. I'm allowed over here. <laughs> so, in the same way, you have got a sore heart. Why you want to get into one relationship to another, to another, to another? Can you not do that? Please, focus in your world. Whatever is important to you. It's like, I tell people, why not go for solo trips? You know, solo trips are very, very important. Be safe. Huh? Don't, don't just take solo trip. I am going to the Himalayas and try climbing mountains on your own. You can't do that. okay? And you can't even go to the Alps like that. Please. Solo trips to safe places. But don't become like eat, pray, love. Okay? So, you go to whichever country, you find some guy over there or girl over there. No, that is not a done thing. Yeah, you want to go eat? Yeah, go to Italy, eat pizza over there. Who cares? And go to Calcutta and eat Rasgulla. Who cares? But don't keep on falling in love with the Rasgulla person. You got the point? Don't fall in love with the pizza person. Otherwise, tomorrow for the entire life, you have to eat pizza. And sometimes you want burger also. Sometimes you want some other thing also. <laughs> so, it only means don't get into rebounds which are going to be, you know, problematic. So, the best thing, how do you latch on to things? Take up an activity which is going to give you growth in your life. Some people take up to writing. Some people take up to singing, doing something or the other. It leads a person to a proper place. So, always look up for that kind of a thing. Right? So, what Krishna says over here is, the mind of a person who restricts the material senses. For a spiritual person to actually be in spirituality, what I told you is a material worldly thing. Okay. I told you last week, if you are spiritual, then you would be with me over here on this side of the, not on the other side. But you have certain commitments in life. You have certain things to fulfill. So you are sitting in the country or the place where you are. So it is okay. So, I was giving you examples where one foot of yours is in the water and one foot is on the land, dry land. And Ramakrishna Paramahansa used to call this kind of a person a frog. 
you know a frog lives in water as well as on land right so now you we everybody over here is like a frog one is in the material world one foot is in the material world and one foot is in the spiritual world so yes you are allowed to do whatever <laughs> the other thing so focus on things which are very important to you i tell the person to be focused a little bit in spiritual also so anyway krishna will tell us about that very shortly there is a verse which he tells you so keep your mind occupied and it will be checked in the material activities and become pacified only when you do this you will be keeping a check so first if you have a problem with anybody in your life <laughs> do all the things which i have told you to do huh and don't keep the number in your phone there must be some secret phone numbers you know yeah there will be some app which will tell you these are secret phone numbers a secret uh, what message some day the secret will come out why you want that secret superstar will come out and you have a problem and it will create dangal for you you got the point secret superstar and dangal are two movies by amir khan <laughs> so coming back i know people will say you you are giving sick jokes early in the morning let me continue therefore one should never let his senses associate freely with women or with men attached to women even those who are highly learned cannot trust the six enemies of the mind what to speak of them of foolish people like me so pururava is saying this first do not associate your senses with these people so a man should never associate with a woman or a woman should never associate with a man in lust aspect okay that's what he means the aspect of lust normally stays during say courting phase and just after the wedding then few months later it goes away please know that the period is you are literally you know you have got adrenaline pumping before during and after marriage and 6 months or 3 months down the line or 6 months down the line now i think we have to cut it down to 15 days also no 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 <laughs> the everything goes for a toss after that then it is not the same passion there is nothing left in that why because fulfillment is supposed to have happened no then what what are you bothered about you do you know if you love chocolates if you go and till the time you have not bought a chocolate you are saying i want a chocolate i want a chocolate i want a chocolate i want a chocolate then you go and buy it buying a chocolate is like marrying and then you eat it after eating what happens if you eat one entire bar of chocolate you know the big bar that you get after that you are not going to touch the bar for another month two months three months four months i don't know you are not going to touch it i'm sure and especially if if you are a chocolatier one who makes a chocolate you know you think they go go on eating every every day chocolate 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 no unless and until they are in the profession of tasting have you seen a wine taster or a, a person who tastes stuff the wine is tasted by running it in the mouth you know around your buccal cavity and then you spit it out you don't drink it otherwise after 5 4 5 you will be completely knocked off okay so then don't become a wine taster because you are going to drink wine not taste wine <laughs> the same way na if you are a taster a food taster very soon you will become a rotund person if you eat everything people think that they can they can uh, you know be in a a biryani place or a sweet meat shop so that we can keep on eating biryani every day it doesn't work like that ask a person who is working in a, a local restaurant you think he loves the food <laughs> no way so it's the same thing you can get used to it only for a certain amount of time you know after that you you don't like it so this is what he says 
you should never freely associate like that so even those who are highly learned, suppose you are a learned person learned person means a little you know 25 cents of brains 1 dollar of brain is too much 25 cents of brain is okay 25 paisa well if you have that much amount of brain i think you are a learned person so you should never trust the six enemies of the mind you know what are the enemies of a mind anger lust greed and all that <laughs> i'm sure i don't have to teach you now any more about greed and lust i think we have had an overdose of it isn't it lust 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 last two three satsangs are only been of that uh, we are just hoping that pururava ends this chapter very soon right so what to speak of a foolish person like me pururava is saying you know i have been a foolish person so what about these great people in this world who fall for this kind of things the petty minded people the supreme personality of god had said having thus chanted the song maharaj pururava eminent among the demigods and human beings gave up the position he had achieved in the planet of urvashi his illusion cleansed away by transcendental knowledge he understood me to be the supreme soul within his heart and so at last achieved peace okay now what is he saying having thus chanted this song who is chanting this song king pururava aila gita is his okay now king pururava is chanting the song and where was he he was in urvashi's place okay so he had gone to live with her what are you doing in the material world today actually uh, i'll tell you a story which happened in my world 5 years ago four, four years ago i think there was now i had joined a particular place and uh, one day i got a frantic call i'm going to end my life you know i'm going to do this i'm going to do that so i said just hold on you call me guruji no So what are you doing? Ah, by the way, where are you? I am in my house. I said, okay, no. <laughs> what has happened? Something like this has happened. So I said, okay, do one thing. Is there any place outside that I can come and see you? So this girl says, uh, there is one pizza hut next to my house. You can come over there. So I went to the pizza hut, and I met this person. What had happened? she was for 4 years she was in a live in relationship with one punjabi guy hmm? now they are decided they are going to get married and all that kannadi ka girl in love with a punjabi boy now do you really think this kind of things work in this world he is going to do balle balle huh? all the time and the girl is not going to do that so finally it so happened that this guy had just come back from the native place and he says mere mummy papa ne ek ladki dhoondi hai <laughs> they have searched for a girl so this girl immediately got angry and she said what do you mean now i am staying with you or rather you are staying in my house for so many years now what is this that you are talking about so she said i will come to your punjab guys said no i will go and try to convince them so he went and tried to convince them once again they already fixed up his engagement and he was engaged over there he didn't come and tell her this so so this was the second time this happened and she was upset because she was thinking about a lot of things so i sat her down and i said you have pizza okay she said guruji how can you expect me to have pizza i said enjoy your life okay you sit here take care of this so on and so forth and after an hour or so i was able to calm her down she went back 
she threw this guy out he went away i think he must be married after that and all that i don't know then she came to me and she's asking me now guruji now what i said now what rebound no no guruji that is not a dad thing then what do i tell people in the office i said nothing you know you are a person who has done a lot of things in life let us do one very interesting thing you have a you have a list of old friends so can you pick out one guy okay so we picked out one person this guy is a good friend of yours yes very good and then now start posting his pictures on your facebook page and the whole thing was doctored actually i'm not joking it was actually doctored in such a way that she started posting his pictures and in less than one week something very strange happened this person came and met her and said you know what i have been in love with you from my childhood <laughs> from the time that i have been seeing you i have come to your house though you know the reason why i am not married is because i wanted to marry you and you were going after that punjabi fellow so she said no 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 guruji i said you are supposed to go slow i knew this guy so i said uh, let me talk to him so i spoke to him i said you do one thing you know everybody in the office will want to find out what is going on so take her out for some movies or something like that so reluctantly she went out after that evening dinner you know the whole things then the next week this guy disappeared he disappeared now this girl was there she saying oh he is gone somewhere this man goes to his native place takes his parents and goes to this girl's house with neota you know the what do you call that <laughs> and he is telling her parents i want to marry your daughter well 6 months later they were married that's the end of story what was the outcome of all this guruji you are no longer a part of my facebook <laughs> well guruji is no longer a part of our facebook because guruji is the person who is supposed to have created this joljal in this world you know <laughs> complex situation but the end of it all was all is well that ends well is it it so <laughs> it was a good story and by the way this is a true story there are some two three guys who are laughing over here because they know the story <laughs> so this is where the whole thing ends and it really does not matter don't worry about all these things so what king pururava is saying over here is the i am got upset because of this urvashi person and all that so i just want to get out of these things so his illusion got cleansed away how did it go away by getting out of that nonsensical space focus in the world king pururava can take two things one is he can rule his kingdom properly two is he can become a sage and he can go to the jungles whichever two things isn't it so he says i will take the second option i will hand over my kingdom to my son and i will go to the jungles whichever is the good option you should take so his illusions cleansed away by the transcendental knowledge so you got this fantastic knowledge he understood me to be the supreme soul within his heart and so at last achieved peace so first you have to understand that who is the best person that you can love there is no parents no husband no wife no children no relatives no friends who can stand up with you who is the one person who can actually stand up to you and be with you constantly 24 bar 7 is your innermost being he never lets you down you know that no? you carry on dialogue constantly in your mind with this inner person only you know you have the secret dialogue with this person constantly going on even when you are reading a book a romantic novel are you not talking to this person in your mind 
This is the innermost person, the innermost being. And he is called the Supreme Divine. So you are actually in love with your Supreme Divine, your innermost being. To each his own we say, no? The relationships outside are very flimsy. They are based on transaction. You scratch my back, I scratch your back. That is all the transaction these material worldly relationships are. There are young people over here and they may be so much interested in their parents or their you know, spouses or whoever. Say one thing out of the way. Their relationship is finished. Suppose a young boy or a girl says, I am going to get married to this person. I don't give a damn to you. The relationship with parents is over. Parents are saying, Maine liye ladki dekhi hai. Oh my God. Oh, I have seen one girl for you. You are supposed to get married. Relationships are based on very, very flimsy pretexts. The only relationship which is true is with your innermost being. An intelligent person should therefore reject all bad associations and instead take up the association of saintly devotees whose words cut up to the excessive attachments of one's mind. So in the material world, once you get rid of all your nonsensical problems, if you are in spiritual, an intelligent person should therefore reject all bad associations. All these are bad associations. If you say your relationship with your parents is good, it is based on a flimsy context. If your relationships are based with your spouses, with your other relatives, your children, grandparents, grandchildren, you name it, anybody in this world, friends and all that, it is actually based on very flimsy pretexts. You can test them out. They can never stand up to the test. If you think Guruji is trying to brainwash you, Guruji is not brainwashing anybody. It is written in the books by the way. And some sages only have written these books and Krishna only is talking about it. You can go and ask even Jesus, he will say the same thing. Go and ask Buddha also, he did the same thing, isn't it? The stupidest story that I have ever heard is what Buddha's wife thinks about Buddha. You know that story? Buddha is coming back from, you know, going back to Kapilavastu. He is going back to his, to meet his parent, his father and all that. And those who have seen the serial will know. At that time, his wife is standing over there in the window looking outside. And she sees Buddha coming. So, she goes to, I mean, Naturally, you go and meet Buddha. So, when everybody goes to meet Buddha, naturally, this man had left his wife and gone away. Now, some idiot has written this story. I am not telling that Buddha or some great person has written. Some idiot has written a story. It's a story. So, Buddha is having a talk with his wife, supposedly. At that point in time, Buddha looks at her and says, Oh, I am very sorry that I left and went away. Why should Buddha be sorry? If you are in spirituality, you should never be sorry for these kind of things. Okay? So, in this book, in, in this book it is written, Buddha says, I am sorry. I left you and went away. The wife says, I have learned to live with myself. Okay? You have never been around to take care of me. What exactly are you trying to say over here? The question is, everybody including Buddha can take care of themselves. So why was she thinking that he was supposed to be around to take care of her? And why should Buddha think that, oh, I want my wife over there because she is going to do a lot of stuff for me. Nobody is around to do anything. Please understand. A woman can live without a man and a man can live without a woman. You see, they, some spouses die, no? 
till the time they are around they say na oh he is my companion we take care of each other we will be there till dead do us apart and all that nonsense it doesn't work like that if the man dies the woman takes care of herself isn't it in the same way if the woman dies you think the man doesn't take care of her himself he does so why do you think that you have to there is an interdependency over there it is for all the psychiatrists and all the doctors to earn money remember this that's a joke so understand this so he says an intelligent person should therefore reject all bad association these are all bad association and instead take up the association of saintly devotees saintly devotees is in spiritual world we are bothered about only the divine we are self empowered we are doing everything for ourselves only so we take care of our own being and when we are in the company of all other like minded people then there is nothing to look forward to that's what he means and should and whose words cut off the excessive attachments to one's mind so always keep association with saintly people saintly people because they are talking only of this language isn't it about god and about spirituality and all that you keep one bad mango with all the good mangoes what happens now with this one bad mango is a saint what happens you also become a saint no very soon see you understand this it's other way around joke so exactly like that so keep in touch with spirituality because you don't know when you are going to get hurt nobody can predict or guarantee you proper life over there isn't it so keep your one leg on the water and one leg in on land and be a frog just like ramkrishna paramahansa says so we have concluded up to verse 26 we will do 27 onwards take care of yourself